We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. In the 2022 NFL Draft, the Detroit Lions select Aiden Hutchison, defensive end, Michigan. Jared Goff winds up. Touchdown, Detroit. Josh Reynolds. Comes the blitz down the middle and on the fly. Jamison Williams, extra speed on the gas and gone. Touchdown. Yo, what is going on guys? Welcome back to the Pride Podcast, episode 286 on the Blue Warrior Network. I am your host Tyler, joined by my two guys, as always, Mr. Malcolm Hart, Pierre. Boys, we have a huge episode today. We're going to recap all of the Detroit Lions for agent moves, and there's probably going to be some more moves after the fact of this episode. But boys, how are we doing? I'm doing great, Tyler. Brad Holmes went out and fixed the secondary. We'll get back. We'll get into that into the show. Malcolm, what's up with you, brother? Woo! What is going on, guys, man? What a hell of a week that we just witnessed, man. Yo, if you're a Lions fan, stand up right now, man. If you're a Lions fan, stand up right now, man. Yo, man, I'm hyped, man. I'm I'm excited. I think it's I think it's a good time to be a Lions fan right now, man. Absolutely, man. This is a great time to be a Lions fan. They just had a phenomenal weekend. We're going to get into it. We're going to get into all the moves that they've made thus far and talk about some guys they brought back. We're going to talk about some guys that are no longer with the squad. We're going to talk about some guys that took pay cuts. There's a lot to cover, so let's just get right into it. Let's talk about day one of free agency, and let's talk about a new guy that is coming to Motown, cornerback Cam Sutton from the Pittsburgh Steelers. I'm going to start off with you, Pierre. What could we expect from a guy like Cam Sutton coming to Detroit? So one thing when I when I like looked at Cam Sutton, I did some research on him, is this Pittsburgh Steelers defense, like he made sure everyone was lined up right. He made sure uh, like if guys were out of place or someone, he, he would let them know right away. He was kind of that leader on defense. And when the Steelers lost him, a lot of Steelers fans were angry. They did not like he was really about to an S the year. Every year he's gotten better and better and better as well. Um, 5'11 corner, can play man, can play on the inside, outside. Preferably you want him on the outside, though. He's better on the outside, but he can play on the inside. A really instinctive player, had three picks. Honestly, could have had more. He dropped a few of them, man. 
Um, and I believe when he was targeted, I believe quarterbacks, I want to get the number white. It came from uh, Next Gen Stats. I got to find the stat. I think it was like, I believe 44% they completed when he was targeted. I'll, I'll look into that though. Um, he's like your Glover Quinn, but at cornerback, if that makes sense. He's a really smart football player, uh, well respected. Great leader, and we talked about this. Where the Lions lack in that room is that veteran leadership, that guy that would like make sure guys are doing right. So he's going to be great for the Lions and for their young corners. Absolutely. And I like that you mentioned that he's a veteran, but at the same time, he is still a young corner. He's only 28 years old, and the Lions have shown an investment that this is a guy that is a building block. You know, they gave him a three year deal, uh, three years, 33 million, 22.5 of that is guaranteed. So this is a guy that. They looked at the free agency and said, this is a building block. And you saw the aggressiveness from Brad Holmes with this move. This was early on, right when the free agency window opened at 12 o'clock. I believe the move happened about like an hour later. It was like an, uh, 1, one thirty, something around that time. So Brad Holmes aggressively makes that move, gets Cam Sun in the building. And I think you could just tell by the player from his press conference, if you listen to that, where – this guy's a stand-up guy, and this is—you could see the the traits why they love this guy so much, and why they believe this is a cornerstone piece going forward. And like kind of Pierre mentioned, the skills on the field. This guy is a really talented player. He's a leader. He's a captain. He's a guy I could definitely see wearing that C patch in that defensive back room. This is a really exciting move, and this is something the Lions really, really needed especially in that defensive back room, because we talked about how young and experienced and just the talent wasn't there in that cornerback room especially. And Brad Holmes made it a key that he's going to fix this cornerback room. And he did it right away, right? When free agency started, and he went out and got one of the top free agent corners in the class. That's Cam Sutton. He's not the most flashy player, but he's a damn good football player. Um, there's literally no complaints. You cannot be mad at this if you're a Lions fan. This is a great move by Brad Holmes. This is a great move for Cam Sutton to come here. It just made too much sense. I think this was a guy that when we talked about corners, like an underrated signing that could potentially happen for the Lions, it could be Cam Sutton. And like we said, man, Brad Holmes was not shy of making this happen. Got it done really fast in the process. So uh, I'm stoked about this move. Just a great signing overall. Yeah. What about you, Malcolm? How are you feeling about Cam? Man, like you said, very, very underrated signing, man. I think this is a, a player that, I mean, to the normal, to the average fan, apparently like Cam Sun. Oh, who cares? You know, Cam Sun, he's a damn good corner. And he does a lot of good stuff that we do here. As far as we play a lot of man coverage, he's really great in man coverage. Um, but the best, I think his best trait, and it's something that we were lacking in that secondary, not, not I want to say secondary, I'll say the cornerback room we're lacking, is instincts. Um, we've seen the instincts with Kirby Joseph, you know, as far as like when the ball's in the air, he knows how to break on the ball, he's there. Um, even with Ada Hutchinson, to be honest with you, Ada Hutchinson <laughs> for for uh Ed Rusher, he has really great instincts when the ball is in the air, he knows how to replays, read the quarterback to break, make a play on the ball. Great instincts, we're missing that in, the, in, the, in our cornerback room. I think probably you know, from top to bottom, everybody there, probably the closest one that that showed some type of instincts in our cornerback room was probably Jerry Jacobs. But what this guy brings is great instincts. He knows, he knows how to read the quarterback. Like he, like I see him plays where he's covering one guy. He breaks off his guy to jump on another guy because the ball's in the air and he picks it off. It's, it's, it's plays like that where you kind of know where the ball is going to be. And you show that great instincts. And th- that's something that we're missing 
And that's we that's something we're gonna get in Detroit. So that's that was a hell of a pick. Yeah. Uh. So just a few stats. Uh. Sixteen. Uh. Pass PBUs. Six and six in the NFL. Uh. Eighth lowest. Eighth lowest catch rating allowed and twelfth lowest passer rating allowed. I mean, this guy is really good. Like yeah. he's not elite, but he's really good. Maybe I feel like he could maybe get elite. Like I don't think he's reached the ceiling yet because he's dropped so many picks. Like he could have had two or three picks, and he could have had five or six interceptions. Lead, uh, I think the lead was actually six picks. We'll get into that later, though. I just, I just can't wait to see like what this coach staff is going to bring out of him. What is AG going to bring out of camp? Is AG going to bring out the best out of Cam Sutton? Now, if he does that, that's going to be something to watch, man. I can't wait to see how they handle that. Dre Bly, too. Dre Bly. Oh, Dre Bly, too, man. That's right. Yeah. yeah. I think this is probably the first move you could say that this regime has made where they were willing to invest multiple years into a player because we've seen this regime not really do that yet. You know, we've seen them give some one year deals like DJ Chark last year. We've seen some one year deals here and there with like Deshaun Elliott and players like that. Uh, Jamal Williams is a two year deal, right? But like, this was like the real first big investment I think I've seen out of Brad Holmes and the staff in general. And it shows that they really believe that this guy's going to be a building block going forward. And they believe that he could win with this team for sure and be like that leader in that cornerback room for sure. So, yeah, I'm 100%, excited. man. Yeah, 100%, man. All right. Uh, I think that's enough about Cam Sun. I think if let's let's throw out some grades, let's do this as we, we do this episode. As we, we got some players, what would you guys give the Cam Sun a grade? I give, it a, I give it a solid A. Biggest need. Um, I think it was their number one target all along after Jalen Ramsey. We know they try to go for Jalen Ramsey. Ramsey didn't want to come here. Whatever. I get that. I give it a, an A. It was like their guy. They got the guy they wanted, and I don't think they overpaid. I think 11 mil for starting corner is great value. Yeah. I'm right in that same boat right now. If it's not an A, it's A minus, something around that that range. It was a, just a, a damn good signing. Like, like I said, it's not one of those super flashy signings that like a guy that has eight picks in a season or like you know he's not like a, a multi-time all, all all pro or anything like that. But like as far as getting a good damn football player at a good contract at a good age, a guy who's going to be a leader. I mean, like, there's just no complaints. There's no complaints to go either way. So I'm right there with you, Pierre. I think I'm going to lean with the A with Cam Sun. What about you, Malcolm? I'm I'm actually going to go. I'm going to go A minus here. Um, I lo- I love the signing. I just, I love it. Um, my thing though, the only thing that I would want to see because I'm not sure. I, I haven't. I'm be honest with you. As far as like how much film I watch of Cam Sun, is 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 half. Like I haven't really, really, really watched him as far as the amount of times he's playing the number one receiver. Usually when I see him, I see him in a nickel. I see him I've actually been playing um, the second receiver. Um, I haven't really seen much of him playing much of the, like their number one guy. And, he, and his role here is going to be playing the number one guy. So when he comes here, that's what I want to see. I want to see how much he elevates his game to, you know, continue his, his same game that he's been playing against the more receivers. So that's I give it an A though. A minus. I'm sorry. I give it an A minus. I love this. I love the signing. I love the I'm just trying not to be a homer. Homer. That's, fair. That's, fair. <laughs> that's good. I mean that's fair. Yeah. I mean I think we're all in agreement though. A phenomenal signing and like there's just you know address the need right away. So all right. Let's talk about another cornerback sign that the Lions made and that is cornerback Emmanuel Mosley. They signed him to a one year deal 
worth up to $6 million. I'm going to kick it off to you, Peter. What's your thoughts on the Lions bringing Emmanuel Mosley in? Yeah, so Emmanuel Mosley appeared in five games this year. And before, like, he was injured, he was becoming a locked-on corner for the Niners. The Niners, um, if you actually go on Twitter and saw some of their reactions, wow, only six mil, we should have brought him back. Like, a lot of Niners fans were angry. And I had, like, one guy tell me that, like, he could be a number one corner when he's healthy. And that's what he was for them this year. He was playing really well, then he got hurt. Um, I think it's good. Six mil. You know, he's coming off a, was it, torn ACL? Looks like he'll be ready around camp time. I think it's a good risk to take. You need a corner, bring some competition for Jerry Jacobs, Jeff Lakuda, whoever else is going to be in that competition, the rookie corner. You know, bring in that competition and see it. I think right now the six mil tells me he's going to start, but I don't think it's like the Lions aren't scared to play like younger guys or whoever. They're, they're not afraid of that. We know that. But I like it, bro. Um, Steelers, or not Steelers, I'm sorry. The Niners fans loved him. So I like it a lot. Yeah. I think something to mention with Cam Sun really quickly to go back is that Steelers fans really disappointed that they didn't bring Cam Sun back at that contract that they that the Lions gave him that three years, 33 mil. I know a lot of Steelers fans were like, man, it's like he's a good football player. Like that was a reasonable deal. So I think that's fair to mention as well. But going yeah. on to Emmanuel Mosley, I think you hit it right in the nail is injuries is the big concern with Emmanuel Mosley. Only played five games last year, the year before that 11, and the year before that only played in 12, started in eight. So there's a trend right here with Emmanuel Mosley, and that's definitely injuries. But it's not like the Lions invested multi-years, all of this guaranteed money to Emmanuel Mosley. This is a one-year, basically, let's see what you could do. And we have an opportunity for you here to start, potentially. And like Peter said, I would lean right now for him to probably be that second outside corner right now alongside Cam Sutton. But... You know, you can't count out guys like Jacobs and Akuda yet. But, again, if he's healthy and he could play to that ability we've seen when he's healthy, this is a damn good signing as well. But that's the big key right here is health right now with Emmanuel Mosley. Like I mentioned, the game log shows that he's missed a lot of games coming off a torn ACL. But this is still a very young corner. And I think we talk about this all the time about injuries and especially ACL injuries. ACL injuries have progressed so far where players are coming back at a good rate. Like they're not haunting these players like they did in the past. Like a torn ACL, it's going to be a long recovery time, obviously, but when they come back, they're not going to be completely done. Like their career is not over. You could return to the shape that you were when you were still, you know, a very good corner, right? So I'm not concerned about the injury. As far as recovery with Emmanuel Mosley, I, I think this is a good signing, a good risk, a, a guy that could definitely start. And I'm all down for it as well. It, it's, it's a low risk, high reward signing, in my opinion. So, uh, again, uh, another good signing, another new face in that cornerback room. We talked about it. What do the Lions need to do and address this offseason? Cornerbacks, cornerbacks. And, and this is exactly what Brad Holmes has done. And we're going to talk about another corner even after Emmanuel Mosley. So, again, I, I don't think anybody could be mad about this move. Man, this was another move that Brad Holmes did, man. Another good move from Brad Holmes. You're looking at the cornerback room, and this is what we talked about pretty much all offseason, that, that this whole room needs a, a restart. You need a whole restart in, the, in this cornerback room. They did bring some guys back, sh- you know, some shocking moves, but they did bring some guys back, and um, they just need a whole reset, a whole group of guys. And what he did with these first few picks, he's, you know, he got uh, your, your CB1. And potentially your CB2. 
Now, Emmanuel Mosley, like you said, man, I think his biggest problem, his biggest issue right now is his injury history. His injury history hasn't been good. But with his contract, it's not a you know risky situation because he could move on from him if he missed time. Or or if he just say if another guy beats him out of his job, he's not committed here. Um, so that that was a great signing, and and this is something that you actually brought up too. That um, there's a lot of chemistry <laughs> between our, our um corner at CB one and CB two. They they play college together, so that's 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 an awesome thing. To, you know, bring those two guys in, and those guys have trust in each other, and that's I think in the secondary having trust in your players that you know the players are going to be where they're supposed to be and you know doing the right things all the time and you can trust you know your your, your secondary you can trust your other players i think that's huge yeah just to add on to that malcolm fun fact actually he said mosley said that son actually hosted him when he visited campus that that's yeah. pretty cool and then they played together at tennessee and it's a pretty cool story um Another thing is I want to mention is with Emmanuel Mosley, he only gave a 63.5 passer rating when targeted. So, I mean, the Lions are getting guys who, who could play, who could play man, you know, and that, that's nice to see. And also, he's an undrafted guy. He was undrafted, I believe, in 2019. So he always 2018. Played, 2018, I'm sorry. He always plays with that chip on his shoulder. And the Lions like those kind of guys. Um Man, this is exciting, bro. I'm just like smiling, just thinking about the secondary, like week one. Yeah, I mean, they address their needs right away into the process. They got guys that fit their scheme. I love that Malcolm mentioned the the chemistry, and I think you're really seeing this chemistry really come together as a football team. We saw it obviously towards the end of the year, but like, I think it's just so cool. We're gonna talk about this guy a little later, and I'm sorry to keep going back to Cam Sun, but like Alex Anzalone, Cam Sun, I, I heard those guys are really close, and they've been training for four years down in Tampa, Florida. And I heard it's going to be Anzalone, James Houston, Cam Sutton, and I believe someone else. I don't, I don't remember the other guy, but I think was it Derek Barnes? I think Derek Barnes. Yeah, yeah, I think that was Derek okay. Barnes, right? Okay. Yeah. So like, you're really seeing this team to click right now, and it's really exciting. And the next guy we're going to talk about. Hey, Prior Podcast listeners, it's your boy Malcolm here. And if you're a sports better like me, let me tell you about Odds Traders. Odds Traders is a place to compare all odds from all major sports books. You can also compare the different sign-up codes and promotional codes from different sports books to get the best deal. This app also provides player stats, key game stats, injury reports, projected game day weather, so the betters can make the most informed bets as possible. This app also has bet trackers so bettors can keep records of all their games and betting activity. Looking to maximize your bets? Go to oddstrader.com slash bluewire. Again, that's O-D-D-S-T-R-A-D-E-R dot com slash bluewire. Odds Traders, the number one site for your game day bets. We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. 
Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. You want to talk about chemistry right here? Chauncey Gardner-Johnson, C.J. Gardner-Johnson, he prefers. This is chemistry right here. Aaron Glenn and C.J. Gardner-Johnson. This goes back all the way to high school. I, I know, Peter, you've been starting off, but I, I got to start off with this one. This is my guy, guys. Go ahead, man. This is my guy, and this is Peter's guy, too. But C.J. Gardner-Johnson is a freaking Detroit Lion. <laughs> I can't even express my excitement and happiness that CJ Gardner Johnson the line. Uh, when I saw, you know, just looking through for agency as the regular season was going on, just taking a quick glance of who could be a guy that could potentially be a lion this offseason, I identified CJ Gardner Johnson as an immediate fit for this football team. And after we signed Camp Sound and Emmanuel Mosley, I'm not going to lie to you guys, I lost all hope. I'm like, eh, it's probably going to be a long shot that we bring in Gardner Johnson, but it, it's okay. You know, we still got good corners. I, I, I'm not mad with it. I like what we got going around. You know, we can draft the guy and it'll be all good. But Brad Holmes said, F that. We're going to bring in CJ Gardner Johnson with Emmanuel Mosley, with Cam Sutton, <laughs> and we're going to go all in and fix his defensive back room. All in one offseason. This is huge, man. Gardner Johnson is a phenomenal player. Seven interceptions. A guy who's versatile, could play the nickel corner. A guy who could play safety. He is a leader. He is a rah guy, as Pierre likes. Pierre wanted a guy that's going to be feisty. That's C.J. Gardner Johnson. Connection with Aaron Glenn all the way back from high school. When Aaron Glenn was in New Orleans, his team drafted him. They had a connection back there. This is so exciting, man. It is so exciting. And the contract that Brad Holmes got him done for, and sorry, six picks, not seven, um, got him for an absolute steal, man. Absolute steal. One year, $8 million, 6.5 of that guaranteed. That is absolutely bonkers. Brad Holmes, uh, I heard people on Twitter say build a statue if he can get this deal done. Yeah, I, I'm there. I like. I know we haven't won shit yet with Holmes, but like, there's no way this doesn't work. I, I am absolutely through the roof right now of, of excitement with our defensive back room. And Chauncey Gardner-Johnson, CJ Gardner-Johnson, sorry, to be that final piece that they brought in this offseason, or at least I think it's going to be their final piece that they bring in like as, as a significant player, is just absolutely huge, man. I am so excited about CJ Gardner-Johnson being a freaking Detroit Lion. I, I couldn't believe it, man. Malcolm's calling me on Sunday night, and I'm like, what is going on? My phone is blowing up, and it, it was true, man. CJ Gardner-Johnson is a freaking Lion. Uh, Yeah, Tyler. So with CJ Gardner-Johnson, one thing like you didn't really mention with him is this is a guy who's versatile. Could play nickel, could play safety. 
Um, also, you know, guys, we're completing teams are completing passes down the middle easy on us, right? Now, this is a guy who gets in your face and hits you. He's not. He's going to make it harder for you to complete passes down the middle. Um, I don't know if you remember this. I think it was last year or a year ago. Like one of the Bears receivers, I forgot which one it was, but the Bears. Wims, two years ago. Wims, thank you. Yeah. He gets to people's heads. I don't know what he tells them, but Wims punched him in practice two years ago. I think it was also two years ago. Michael Thomas punched him in practice, and then Thomas was sent home. He gets into people's heads. I don't know what he tells them or what he does. Dude, just do that for my football team. Do do that to opposing teams. Get in their heads. Smack them when they're going down the middle. Um, he's a very fierce player. He's like he's a definition of a gritty kneecap player. Like he fits. He's he's a dog, man. This guy is an absolute dog. Six picks and only what is it? Eleven games. He missed a few games. So. Um, with the with how physical he is, he does keep, like miss a few games every year, but it doesn't like he's not out for the year. He he plays really physical though for his size. Um, he could cover tight ends, he covers slot receivers, he covers bigger receivers, he could play safety. Aaron Glenn is the happiest man right now in Allen Park. I really believe it. I don't think there's anyone happier right now than AG because he got this guy, man. He's like Tyler said, he's he's built a relationship since high school, then had him at New Orleans and. Also, uh, CJ said it's like a father-son type relationship with AG. This is a guy who also brings leadership to your team. He brings that Super Bowl experience he lost, but he's been to the playoffs. I mean, this guy is a dog, man. He's a definition of a dog. Malcolm, go ahead, bro. <laughs> I mean, you guys pretty much talked all about his shit, man. I mean, Char- uh, CJ Gardner-Johnson, man. I mean, like you guys said, man, this guy's a dog, man. And I think bringing him in, it showed the fan base that this is a team that's no longer rebuilding. Did they, they with this move here? Because I was talking like before we signed them, I was like, I like what we did. You know, we have. I was if I had to grade our, our our free agency before this move, I was gonna say yeah, it's a BB plus. Um, I I loved the moves. It was it was really good. Um, it had us going in the right direction. But this 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 CJ Gardner Johnson move right here, it's like a a stamp that, you know, we're, we're, we're coming, <laughs> we're, we're coming for the NFC North. We're coming for the NFC period. Um, this is not no, Oh, let's try to make the playoffs. This is a team that's going to contend right now. And I think they had the pieces. And the, the, the scary part is we haven't even went through the goddamn draft yet. <laughs> we have not even gone through the draft yet. And you're looking at holes and you're like, shit, there's only maybe one or two things that we possibly need. And then you could probably even live without it, to be completely honest with you. I'm not saying like, all right, like the people are looking for a backup quarterback. I mean, yeah, we need a backup quarterback. It's not something that's like, oh, you know, if our quarterback stays healthy, you know. But I'm just saying like as far as starting, those guys are pretty much there, right? Like this is, everything is pretty much there to win right now. So it's exciting. It's exciting. The whole signing or CJ deciding, man, I'm excited, man. And yeah. Like you said, I think the happiest person is probably Aaron Glenn. It's, it's probably second will be um, Dre Bly because they loaded that whole room <laughs> in his first year. So that's that's good for him too, man. I'm third. Yeah. I'm, I'm third uh, as far as excitement probably, after probably, Dre probably. Bly and Aaron Glenn because I've been trying to recruit this guy since January. <laughs> I mean, bro, you guys know I love this kid since since his days at Florida. When they traded up, I thought it was for him. It was for someone else. Now they're teammates, though. That's all I'm going to say. They are teammates. teammates That's Will now. Harris, if you guys were wondering. They're teammates, okay? Yeah. So He's starting uh, over. I mean, CJ was just a beast at Florida. I don't know how he fell to the fourth round, but whatever. 
Yeah. It could have been those characters. Not really character issues, but as far as like some people, some some teams are kind of scared of those players like that. That's what it was. That's what they said. Yeah, when when people way. are like, when, when people are so fiery like that and they cause altercations and practices and shit, so a lot of teams, are, they're scared of that shit. Yeah. We want that here, though. We want that shit here. I mean, obviously, I mean, it to, wasn't to like... A limit, to a limit. <laughs> oh, yeah. But you know what I mean, though? Like, <laughs> like, not, like, not every player. Obviously, like, you know, Dan you don't, want, you don't want too many players like that. Like, you no, don't want no, to no, 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 no. have a full-out brawl no, <laughs> turning no. WWE and shit. But <laughs> obviously, you know, Dan Campbell, Aaron Glenn, they know what they got here because this is a guy they've worked with before. It's not like it's a first-time thing and you're bringing them here. Like, they know what they got here. So, it's oh, definitely yeah. exciting. Yeah. Yeah. And, you know... I, I think we, when we talk about CJ, like when we talk about Son and Mosley, like those are like what Malcolm said, good quality moves, but they're not like necessarily like sexy. Like that's not a sexy move. CJ Garner Johnson's a sexy move. Like that's a move where like NFL fans would be like, wow, the Lions are here. Like the Lions are trying to compete next year. Like Sutton Mosley, no offense to those guys, phenomenal signings, good players, but like this is what puts you on the map when you get a top tier free agent. Cause CJ is one of the top free agents out there, or he was one of the top free agents out there. And the Lions got the deal done. Yeah. And Tyler, he's only 25 years old. That's insane. Yeah. yeah that is insane. <laughs> but like that's like like I like I was saying to you guys, I'm not sure if I said it to you guys, but I saw I your like, tweet. Damn. Yeah. I was like, I was like, we need to make like a at least one big stamp like one big move yeah in this offseason because we have the like even though the cap was kind of like going back and forth I, I just thought like where where we were as far as being able to compete next year even with the I felt like we could have compete even before these moves and I was like you know what we just make one stamp like we could really be there as far as like a contending team and we did that shit so that's exciting man I, I can't wait for next year bro yeah same man I'm, I'm, I'm excited but yeah I agree I agree dude like this was the sexy move and I agree with you because I think we were kind of all waiting for it we've talked about it I think like all year right like we're saying the Lions this is the offseason where we think they get like that dog right like we like that, that was a reference me and Pierre Malcolm we always say like we're gonna get a dog this year I don't know where it's gonna be but it's gonna be on the defense side of the ball and you know we saw the rumors with Jalen Ramsey and we obviously saw the Lions were in those sweepstakes they didn't get the deal done because it looks like Ramsey preferred Miami whatever right we knew that Brad Holmes had to get a dog this offseason and this is definitely considered that move like this was the guy I probably wanted the most out of any of them uh, to be fairly honest with you like in the open market at least so um to actually see it happen and it, it's just unbelievable like like it's one thing to talk about it and get excited about that but like when it actually happens and you see the pen on paper and you see the press conference and stuff it's like man this is actually happening and like I woke up and I'm like that wasn't a dream we actually just signed CJ Gardner Johnson like he's actually a Detroit Lion like that is unbelievable to me so I agree with you, Malcolm. Like, I was waiting for, like, that one big move that's going to happen this offseason, and that's definitely the one for sure. All right. Uh, we talked about the defensive backs the Lions brought in here. Let's go to the offense side of the ball. There's one reunion here and one new face. Let's talk about the new face first, and then we'll talk about the reunion after. So Lions splurge a little bit at the running back position, and it's probably not the guy you guys all expected to see – be a Detroit line because he was a division rival and just not a name. I think a lot of Lions fans were even like considering this offseason, but we're going to talk about him. David Montgomery. I'm going to kick it off to Malcolm here because Malcolm is a guru for running backs. Um, so what's your thoughts on the Lions bringing in David Montgomery? And then we'll talk about the after fact of not bringing back Jamal Williams, but let's talk about Montgomery first. What's your thoughts on David Montgomery? Well, well first thing first, the, the whole signing was shocking. And exciting. 
the those in that order. So when I saw that we signed them, I was shocked. I was like, whoa, like we, we signed David Montgomery. That means that, you know, this player is not going to be here no more. But what David Montgomery brings, he is a bigger version of DeAndre Swift. I, I'll have to say that. I mean, as far as what he's able to do, he's shifty, power, speed, um, his, his, his burst. He has a burst. Like when he, you know, when he first touches the ball, he makes guys miss. Um, he breaks tackles. He catches the ball in the back, out the backfield, catches the ball down the field. I mean, he is a three down back. <laughs> to be honest with you, he's a three down back. This guy can do it all, man. So getting him over Jamal Williams is a huge upgrade. And I'm actually can't wait to see what this guy can do with our offensive line and Ben Johnson's running scheme. I think that's that's the key here. Our offensive line and Ben Johnson running scheme. And then you put him behind there. I just can't wait to see what what, what kind of magic they're going to put together, man. That, that definitely exciting. Yeah, I agree. Montgomery is one of those guys where you look at the stat line and it's like, Okay, this is kind of comparable to Jamal Williams to a certain extent. When you just look at the numbers, just look at numbers alone, they're, they're kind of comparable. But like, I think you hit it right on the nail right there. Is the situation and context that really matters in this situation? Because David Montgomery is going from that Chicago Bears offensive line. When we do those game previews, we always talk about how horrid that Chicago Bears offensive line is, and now he's going from a situation like that coming to Detroit, where we've obviously seen since Ben Johnson's taken over and. You know, the the all the bringing of the offensive line, the Lions have been able to establish a run game. And I love that you mentioned that he's a three down back because I think that's absolutely what he is. And that's what he's going to be here. Um, just reading off some quick numbers from Montgomery. Last year, played in 16 games, had 201 rushing attempts at 801 rushing yards and five touchdowns. Again, those numbers are not super sexy, pretty solid. But I think it's just crazy to think about. Once you install him into this offense with that offensive line with Ben Johnson's running scheme, I think it could be really, really fun. He's actually younger than Jamal Williams as well. And he's a guy, like you mentioned, that you could use both in the passing and running game. He's not necessarily known as a a receiving back by any means, but he's a guy that could definitely catch the ball out of the backfield and you can mix it up a little bit. So, um, versatility you're definitely getting more here than what you were getting out of jamal williams so again not a move i really expected kind of like what malcolm said i was taken away when i saw the tom pelistero report that the lions are signing david montgomery but overall i mean this is a good football player we've talked about it when he was in chicago and i think bringing him here in this situation it, it could be really really fun and he can have some career numbers here, kind of like what Jamal Williams did here in Detroit last year. You know, had over a thousand rushing yards, 17 rushing touchdowns. Now, I'm not telling you Montgomery's gonna get 17 rushing touchdowns next year, but could I see a thousand yards and plus? Absolutely. Could I see double digit touchdowns? Absolutely. I could see that happening all with David Montgomery this year with the Lions 100%. All right, Pierre, what's your thoughts on Mounty? Yeah, so I'm gonna bring up some fun stats. Uh, according to fantasy points data. David Montgomery was tied for the highest force missed tackle rate among all bats with 125 plus carries. He's tied with uh, Nick Chubb. So he, he's and uh, Jamal Williams ranked at the bottom <laughs> in that mark. So this is a guy who's going to he's going to break tackles. He's going to run through people. Again, you talk about kneecap biter like that kind of guy. He's also known to be a really good leader and does a lot for the community of Chicago. 
So he's also a good person. He fits the culture. Um, but on, on the field, he's like, it kind of flip switches. You know what I mean? He plays really aggressive off the field. He's like a funny dude. Similar, not similar to Jamal, but he's like a funny guy. Good leader, does a lot for the community on the field. Switch comes on, he'll run through you. Um, another stat I thought was interesting was Montgomery was the beneficiary of one of the worst run block units in the league. On runs that featured Montgomery, they generated a, a nearly worse 1.19 yards before contact. So here he's obviously going to have more of that with a better line. He's going to break those tackles. He's going to average more than four yards a carry here. This is like he's also a home run type hitter too. Like not his speed, but once he gets an open the open field, he's hard to tackle. He's not fun to tackle. Like if it's him against the corner, the corner doesn't want to tackle him, bro. You don't want to tackle that coming at you at full speed. He's not Derrick Henry, but like he's he's hard to bring down. He's a really physical guy. I don't know if you guys saw, but they interviewed Hutchinson. I think it was what event was that? The NFL Honors event, I think it was, or one of those events. They asked him, who's one player that, like, gave you a tough time? So he's like, it was David Montgomery. He broke two of my tackles. He's like, I'm going to get him back next year. Now I'm 40. Good thing is you have to get him back. He's on your football team, right? Training camp. Training camp, yeah. So this is uh, this is it's a great signing. Um, six, You get you got what you paid for. When you give a guy $6 million a year, he's going to start. It's probably three down back. And finally, we can stop the Bijan Robinson talks in the first round. I'm happy. Let's go. Yeah. Uh, guys, I realize we haven't been giving grades out after the signing. So let's just do a quick rundown of the three other signs. My fault, guys. I forgot to mention that. So let's do Emmanuel Mosley. Let's, let's retract back there. Malcolm, give me a grade for Emmanuel Mosley. Emmanuel Mosley, I'm going to give him a B. Okay. Pierre? I got a B plus. I'm with Malcolm. I think a B. Just as, you know, high, I mean, low risk, high reward. Yeah. It'd be B plus. Yeah, that's fine either or. I think we're fine. Yeah. Okay. All right. Gardner Johnson, A plus. <laughs> Yeah, that's that's an A plus 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 for me. Yeah, that 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 is an A plus. I mean, yeah, A plus signing, especially right. with the with the value. Shit, yeah, <laughs> absolutely. Yeah. All right, now back to David Montgomery. I like what Pierre mentioned. You know, you got him at a good cost, good player. I think you got what you paid for. I'll go B B plus here. Pierre. Um. So you got younger and you got better, and I give it an A minus. Bro, I love this signing. That's fair. That's fair. Malcolm. I'm giving this an A. I'm I'm giving this an A because I think this guy has the potential to be to bring I'm I'm gonna say this very carefully, our most rushing yards since Barry Sanders in a season. That's oh, awesome. what, I, what I mean, like I think he's gonna give us with his O line, if he's healthy, you're looking at thirteen hundred, fourteen hundred, maybe fifteen hundred yards from this guy if he's healthy. Now we'll see how that turns out. As of right now, I'm giving it a solid A. Yeah, so Montgomery is 25 currently right now, but he'll be 26 once the season rolls around. So, yeah, again, a, a younger back, game a three-year deal. Yeah, this is a good move. And a guy that's been pretty relatively healthy, you know, in his NFL career, played 16 games last year, played 13 the year before, uh, played 15 the year before that, and 16 his rookie year. So a guy that's been relatively healthy. And you got to imagine playing with this offensive line, you know, he's, he's going he's gonna to have, have a lot of fun for sure. Let me, let me uh, actually got the question real quick about uh, David Montgomery, man. Just your guys' thoughts. Are they going to still rotate a lot of guys in? Do you see him getting the bulk of the carries? Do you see him being like a 20-carry type of guy? How you think they, how you think they're going to use him, man? Um, I think, like, if they're, like, in a two-minute offense, they might go with a more explosive guy, whether it's Swift or a guy through the draft. But I think, like, overall, if you want to pound the – like, burn the clock down, you know – waste some time, like, just gash, gash a team, it's going to be Montgomery. 
that's kind of how I see it. Or like, yeah. you know. What about like early in the game? Like say, you know, first quarter. I, I think I think this is your guy. I think this is a guy that, like you mentioned, is going to get like that 20, 25 carries. And, you know, we talk about fantasy a lot here. I think like this is a guy that could be like a really sleeper in fantasy. Like I think he's going to get a lot of carries. Not going to be one of those situations like last year in Detroit where, you know, they rotated Jamal and they rotated Swift yeah. and they rotated Justin Jackson. And like I know fantasy owners, you're like very hesitant of those guys because you don't know who's going to get the majority of the carries that game, right? I don't see that happening with David Montgomery. I don't think the way that you paid him, I think they – paid him to be a, a three down back that's going to get 18 to 22 to 23 carries a game no touches or, or touches i mean whatever whichever yeah. one works yeah, yeah. whichever one works but yeah, that's what i see too man that's that's why i'm giving him that edge and thinking that he's gonna have those type of yards but you know i, I just want to see are they gonna still try to incorporate swift in the offense and how they're gonna do it yeah, I mean, you got to also mention too. I think we, I mean, no, no, I don't think, but we have a new running backs coach too, so it's not Deuce Staley anymore. So um, it's gonna be interesting to see his system. So we have Scotty Montgomery. That's our that's our running backs coach right now. So it's gonna be interesting to see how he has this whole situation figured out with DeAndre Swift, Montgomery. They brought back Reynolds. We can talk about that later. Scotty Montgomery worked with Jonathan Taylor, if I'm not mistaken. Okay. Yeah, that makes sense. Yeah. Right. Uh well, Scotty's from Penn State, isn't he? Uh, here you go. So last year he was with the Colts. Before that, Maryland. No, you're thinking of the D line coach. I'm. You're right. I am thinking the D line coach. He's from Scotty Montgomery was with uh, Jonathan Taylor in the Colts last year, and before okay. that he was at Maryland. He was a offensive coordinator, quarterbacks coach at Maryland. Before that, he was a head coach at East Carolina. Oh shit! That means he's gonna run. He's gonna run David McGurley. Yeah, J- JT's a three down back in Indy. So. <laughs> he's gonna run David McGurley's ass off. That's what you're gonna do, man. Shit. Let's hey, go. when you give a running back six million a year, you gotta use them, bro. Like if you're playing them for ten snaps a game or like ten touches, like what do you pay him six million for? Yeah, I agree. Yeah. That's actually a good point. I didn't even really think about that. Like, you know, we talk about Jamal Williams and how you bring him back. Because I don't necessarily think he was that type of guy that you give him the ball 18 to 23 times, a, you know, a game. Like, I just don't think he's that type of player. He's a good football player. You give him the ball a decent amount. But I think with the new running backs coach and you see the philosophy here, and I think it's interesting that you brought up the the indie connection because I didn't really put two and two together until right now. JT's a three-down back, and that was really their guy, you know, when – He's healthy, obviously. So I, I think now that gives even more resurgence that I think Montgomery's going to be that three down back here. And obviously with the contract as well. Another fun fact is when they fired um, Lynn, like when they look for OC, he was one of the guys they interviewed to be OC as well. Yeah. Yeah. And I saw Tampa, oh, yeah. I believe, even after the fact that we hired him as a running backs coach, they brought him in for an interview as a as OC. But obviously didn't get the job. But like they interviewed him. I remember it was like a week or two after the Lions hired him as a running backs coach. So I thought that was kind of funny. Yeah, so this is a guy who's kind of, you know, he's working his way up in the ranks in the NFL. Yeah, so I, that's interesting, though. I, so I, I definitely think that answers Malcolm's question, though. I mean, we don't know for sure. We'll know probably closer to preseason and once the regular season obviously gets kicking. But I think I'm pretty confident, that, like you, you mentioned, like he's going to get a guy. He's going get, to get Montgomery to get multiple touches in the game. That's cool. Yeah. yeah. All right. Let's talk about the last new slash old face guy coming back. And then we're going to talk about some resignings. We'll talk about some departures, some pay cuts, and then we'll get out of here. So last free agent signing of, of a new guy, Graham Glasgow, offensive lineman. They gave him a one-year deal 
up to $4.5 million. Let's start off with Pierre. What's your thoughts on bringing back Graham Glasgow, Michigan guy? Yeah, I think right now with Big V still on the rest, I think Glasgow and Big V fight for that guard spot. Um, he's also, he said he came back to play with his buddies, Decker and Ragnar. He had, he had offers from Niners and I forgot the other team. I think it was Carolina, was it? I forgot, whatever. Um, also, as we know with Frank Ragnar, I mean, he's been a little banged up the past couple years. So if Ragnar goes out, you trust Glasgow to play center. He could play center. He could play guard. He's an upgrade over Ever Brown, in my opinion. He's a better guard than Evan Brown. And I think in the right situation, Glasgow overall is a better center than Evan Brown. Nothing against Evan Brown, but I just think Glasgow is a better player. Um, obviously older, though, but he brings that experience to your room. It, it's like it's it's a perfect fit, man. Hank, for, I mean, he has Hank now. You know, in Denver, it was kind of a shit show. You got guys coming in, guys coming out. The scheme wasn't the best. Russell Wilson drama. It was all that going on here. He's just going to come in, compete with Big V. Doesn't If he doesn't win it, he's your backup guard, backup center, kind of like Evan Brown was. I like it a lot. Yeah, I, I like that you mentioned that situation and context matters a lot here too because I think Denver like you said was just kind of a shit show and I know he wasn't necessarily good last year or even just his whole tenure in Denver since leaving Detroit but I think coming back here with the familiarity with Frank with Taylor Decker with Hank Fraley I think that boosts a lot of confidence here and Graham was one of those guys that was a little salty after the fact that like Detroit didn't really have an urge to bring him back because obviously he loved it here and it thought it was very comfortable here being a lion. And he even said it himself when the lions called, like it was almost a no brainer for him to come back because he had his buddies here. He knows what's here already with, you know, how our established offensive line is. So, I mean, he'd be almost kind of dumb not to take this offer to come back here and, and play for the Detroit Lions, even if you're not making the most money, because you could maybe get that paid in next year, potentially, if you are potentially that starting guard, if they choose off to move off Big V, which uh, as of right now, Big V is on the current roster, but obviously things could change that they could move on, they could restructure the deal, who knows, right? But as of right now, I think Glasgow kind of fits into, like what you said, that, that Evan Brown role where he's going to be a backup guard, backup center, but it has the ability to be a starting guard day one, potentially. Who, who knows, right? So bringing him back at the at the cost they brought him back, it was, you know, low risk. I think high reward because we've seen Graham. You know, he's played really good football here when he was in his first tenure here in Detroit when we drafted him. A guy that's versatile, could play center and guard at a really good level. Uh, Graham's not necessarily the sexiest player on the field. Like, he's not your Jonah Jackson, not your Panay Sewell. He's not a, a molder like that, but... If you want a, just a damn good football player that's going to give you good pass protection, good run protection, that's Graham Glasgow. And I thought they got him at a really fair cost. Um, I loved him when he was first year in Detroit when they drafted him. So to bring him back at the cost they brought him back, it, it was it was a great move in my opinion. Yeah. Yeah, man. I mean, right now I think that battle between him and Big V is going to be pretty interesting. I mean, I know you love – uh, Tyler, I know you love the trenches battles and and all that stuff. So I mean, it's gonna be interesting to see who's gonna win that 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 starting guard position. Um, if you were to ask me right now who I think is gonna win, I would lean towards Big V because I think Big V provides more in the running game. I think what he's able to do in the running game, which even though we saw big huge lanes last year, um, they really did miss you know Big V um, because those lanes could have been bigger <laughs> with Big V. So. Um, I, I am leaning towards Big V starting right now. I mean, I don't like his contract situation. I hope they restructure it and figure that out, that whole situation with his contract. But um, 
Yeah, man, I think he is a huge upgrade over Evan Brown because when Evan Brown was there as a guard, even though he could play guard, he could play center, he could play guard. He's very versatile. Evan Brown versatile, and that's why he got um, – he didn't get signed, did he? Did Evan Brown get signed? What's the Seahawks? Seahawks, Seahawks. So he, he, he yeah. got his contract. Um, it's because he's versatile. He's a good player. Now, the thing is, though, when he's inserted as a guard, he's a liability. Um, and we've seen situations where he wouldn't he have his best, you know, he didn't play his best as guard. Um, but with Glasgow, uh, I think Glasgow is kind of even across the board. He plays, um, he's solid at center, solid at guard, and he's definitely a person that could fill that role if there's an injury. So this is a very, very reliable, per, uh, very reliable guard or center. I would say offensive lineman. So I, I, I like the side. I think, I think whatever he is, whatever he does, whether it's going to be starting, or as a backup, I think it's going to be huge for Detroit. Absolutely, yeah. And I love the familiarity with Graham, too. Obviously, he knows the culture. I mean, not with Dan Campbell and Brett Holmes, but, like, you know, he knows Detroit. Like, he knows what it's like playing here. He knows the fan base. He knows the guys in the offensive line, at least a lot of them with Frank and, and Decker. I think he played I think he played a year with Jonah Jackson, if I'm not mistaken. Did he play the year with Jonah Jackson, Pierre? I don't think so. I don't think so. So uh, what happened with Glasgow is, remember how they started that rotation with Kenny Wiggins and him? Yeah. And that kind of annoyed him and the For lines. Sure. And it was, yeah, so. Man, I forgot that rotation on guards. That's the- <laughs> God damn, that's a throwback. Uh, so that's, I think that's another issue. I just didn't like see the fit or whatever. Um, I don't think Jonah Jackson and Glasgow. So Jonah came in together. 2019. Yeah, Graham left to Denver. Yeah, so they did. Yeah, they, I, was just, I think that's Jonah was Jonah was his replacement. Left, and think- Jonah came in and replaced them in the third round. They took Jonah and Stenberg the year they let him walk. Yeah, yeah, mm-hmm. you're right. Yeah, Jonah was his replacement. Yeah. Yeah. Him and our punter. Um, what was the punter's name again? Sam Martin. Sam Martin. Sam Martin, yeah. yeah. I think they left the same year, right? Yeah, they, they both, both they the both Broncos. they both went to the Broncos. Yeah, they're both gone now. Yeah, I think Sam Martin's in Buffalo right now, and then mm-hmm. yeah, yeah, obviously back in Buffalo. Detroit here. So Damn. yeah, yeah, yeah. No, uh, okay, great, Malcolm. What's up, Glasgow? Great. Oh, great. Um. Oh, I'm sorry, guys. I like. There's just no complaints here. It's just a phenomenal free agency class. You know what? I, 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 I'm gonna say. I'm gonna say B minus B. A B or B minus. Are, are you just saying that because you don't want to give A's and, and high B's? I'm for not giving. Everybody. I'm not giving A's for everybody, and I'm not doing that this year. That's fair, I guess. But like. <laughs> <laughs> okay, like where is the complaint though? Like where is it? Where... There is no complaint, man. I mean, as far as for his role, I mean, if you sign it, if you sign him for a backup guard, and you're signing him for a backup guard, this is an A. Yeah. Now, what if, if he's your starter? Because he just because just say Big, they or just say Big V is not Big V no more. He's he looks terrible, and he's right. your starter by default. Then, then this is like a B minus or maybe like a C plus. Because now he's your starting guard, and you didn't want him to be your starting guard. Okay. So, I mean, it, it all depends. Yeah. What about you, Pierre? I I don't know. Like, a B plus B. It's not an A move, but it was it was actually a great signing because you upgraded. And you also have, like, we always talked about, like, finding that depth on the O-line is really important, especially with the injuries lines have had. I mean, this is a guy who played guard, center. He has experience in bows. He's played with the guys here. So I give it like I'll say B plus I guess I don't know yeah. man I, like I'm not I like all these moves bro I agree I'm not gonna go A either because 
I mean, Graham Glasgow loved the guy, but like, you know, he's not an A worthy player, right? But I think it's a high B because this is a guy, like you said, is versatile, could start. And if he was the starting right guard, I'm not, I'm not even mad, honestly. I, I'm really not. With with the offense line we have in place, I'm not mad if he's our starting right guard. Yep. So, all right. Well, that's all the new faces as of right now. That's all of them. No, you forgot. You forgot a pro bowler. Oh, yeah. Go ahead. You could talk about that. <laughs> I forgot about that. Honestly, I'm sorry. Um, you did. How, could, how could you forget? That's terrible. You know, you know why, though? Because like I said, I didn't see the CJ Gardner Johnson news initially. Like I usually I'm on top of these guys, like the news right away. And it was just thrown in there. I'm like, oh, OK, we got a long snapper as well. But I feel on, so bad. For, I feel so bad for him. I'm sorry, Pierre. I, but I feel bad for him because <laughs> that brother got no he had no pretty much excitement from anybody. Because it was <laughs> like, first it was like CJ Gardner Johnson, and like what thirty minutes later, it was like, oh, the Lions also picked up this guy. And then like I literally see people on Twitter wrote, "Who cares? We just got CJ Gardner Johnson." <laughs> like I was like, damn, like that. Like, but Pierre, yeah, go on, Pierre. Who was the Pro Bowler that we signed? Yeah, so the Lions signed former Rams and Cowboys Pro Bowl long snapper Jake McQuaid. Pretty cool name to a one-year deal. Um, Scott Daly last year. I want to. I don't want to say he was necessarily bad, but he had a few bad snaps. I think they want to bring in some competition. I think just the way they gave this guy, they're familiar with him, Pro Bowler. I think this guy's going to win the competition, but they'll probably keep Scott during cam just to see what happens. Yeah. Well, Scott, I mean, Daly. It's a Scott Daly, right? Yeah. You guys, you guys know me. I'm never going to give a shit about a Lions long snapper again until Don Muehlbeck's our long snapper. It's just, that's, that's not fair. I thought you gave, it's not I thought fair, you but I'm not over. gave him a chance. I thought you met him, got, gave him a high five. I did you give Scott Daly Yo, nah, tic-tac-toe. Tic-tac-toe. We did not play tic tac toe. No, oh. I, got a, I got a picture with Scott Daly though. <laughs> exactly, man. It was, it was Scott Daly and Jason Hansen. You have chemistry together, man. The Scott Daly and Jason Hansen. I do have one thing actually. So it's interesting. So he was with St. Louis and LA Rams from 2011, 2020, 21 to 22 with Dallas. He's 35 years old, so he has experience. Um, oh, this two Pro old. Bowlers. He's played in 181 games. Oh wow. I think they might lean with him. I don't know. We'll see. We'll see I how. I didn't realize the guy's been here this long. I didn't either, honestly. To, to I mean, a... I don't know long snappers like that, but I don't like a lot <laughs> of players. I don't think anybody do. I don't, I don't even know who the best long snapper in the NFL is. I'm not going to lie. Don Muehlbeck. Don Muehlbeck. That's who it is. <laughs> <laughs> That's who it is. Yes. Yo, no, I mean, you get what I'm saying, right? Like, I don't. No, to be honest, but, but to be honest with you, man, I didn't really look into it that much, and I actually brought it up last, you know, during our pod during one of the one of the episodes where um, Michael Badgley missed missed the kick, and I was I was on Twitter and I saw a whole bunch of people. Um, there was a lot of the, like the writers they were saying um, it could have been a bad snap, it could have been a bad snap, and now when you're going back and watching these games, it's really hard to tell, you know, if it is a bad snap or not. Um, you know, from the eye. So it looks like that that was the case, man. That's why they're looking to upgrade because like that, the, the kick that he missed, that was like, was it 30 yards? The one that he got jinxed. Oh, versus Ooh. Buffalo. Yeah. Versus Buffalo. Yeah. They, they were saying that the snap was off on that, on that kick. And that's what caused him to miss the kick. And so like, who knows, man? And it, it sucks for him because when your competition is a pro bowler, <laughs> coming from another team is like, oh, shit. Like, is it really much of competition or is, is the writing on the wall? So we'll see how he handles it. We'll see, man. We might have a new long snapper. I'm not sure how many people cares about that, but we'll see. Sorry. I, I, I honestly forgot. What's his name again? Jason Quaid. 
Jake McQuaid. Okay, sorry. I, I just need to hear it one more time. I'm sorry. <laughs> but, uh, Jake McQuaid, welcome, welcome to the Pride, I guess. But um, yeah, okay. All right, let's talk about some re-signings and we'll talk about some departures. And then we got a couple of pay cuts and we'll get out of here. So let's make these quick because you guys obviously know these players already. So the Lions re-signed Alex Anzalone, Isaiah Bugs, John Kaminsky, CJ Moore, Michael Badgley, Will Harris, and Matt Nelson. So just reading off those list of guys, what's a big one here for you guys? Like, what's one that's like, hell yeah, this guy's back? I'll start off with you, Malcolm. Do I gotta say one? Um, can I can I go two here? Because there's yeah. two guys who I think yeah. are, are yeah, yeah. big pieces, cool. and I'm really glad they're back. And that's Isaiah Bugs and John Kavinsky. Okay, I think those two guys, the way they played last year, they they, they pretty much resemble everything Dan Campbell is, and I love how they found a career here. And they wanted to be back, and they actually got a chance to be back. So those two guys right there, those are two guys for me. Yeah, I agree absolutely 100% with you. These guys embody Detroit, guys that were afterthoughts in this league, honestly. Some late training camp bodies last year and just fully took advantage of the season that they had. And now they got multi-year deals here, both in Detroit. And these guys are leaders here. And they embody exactly what this team wanted and needs. So to get both these guys back was crucial, important, exciting. And I'm going to give an extra shout out too, because I know this one's a little controversial. Alex Anzalone. This is a lot a guy that not a lot of people gave a lot of 100%. credit to. Um, but to get him back on a multi-year deal, I thought it was important because he's a guy that is really important to this locker room. A guy that wears the green dot here, a guy that has a C patch on his jersey. And he was here for the rough days. Like he was here when Dan Campbell first got the job and Brad Holmes first got the job. He was the free agent that, you know tried here you know tried the Detroit Lions when it was not an intriguing spot when Patricia and Quinn left this team in the gutters Alex Anzalone came and gave this team a shot and you know he needed an opportunity for himself to prove that he could be that guy and I think both sides have proved that like this is just a sign that makes a lot of sense for both of them and to see Alex Anzalone get a multi-year deal I thought was really cool for him and and see his press conference to say like I think I finally really found a home here even though it's the NFL and you can never really say you have a home and to say that he thinks he found a home here, I thought was really cool. And this is a guy that is not necessarily the most sexy player either. He's had some downs, but I think we've seen the ups here. And especially towards that second half of the year when that defense was starting to click a little bit, Alex Anzalone was a crucial part to the defense clicking. He was playing some phenomenal ball. Now, obviously, you want to see it be more consistent. I think that's one thing he said he obviously needs to improve on is being a more consistent player through 17 games rather than just playing good in certain stretches and being bad in certain stretches. So that's something that he could definitely improve on. But I think for the contract they got him at, the leadership role that this guy has on this team, I thought that was really important to bring back Alex Anzalone. To me, the way I looked at it was that you had to bring back one of Alex Anzalone or Jamal Williams, and it looks like they chose Alex Anzalone. Wow. I didn't even I didn't even look at it that way. I just think as far as a leadership role, like a guy that's very important to the locker room, obviously Bugs, Kaminsky are that good, those guys, but I think Jamal and Alex were really crucial parts of this locker room and maybe didn't want to bring back both of them, but I think to bring back one of them for sure was, was key and it looks like they chose Alex. I don't necessarily think like the way you said it with the leadership roles because they're two different positions and two different sides of the ball, but – I mean, to answer your question, though, I think Kaminsky was the biggest one just because when he was out there, he helped Hutch a lot. Him and Hutch played really well together. Um, 
Another, obviously, Isaiah Bugs. We saw what he did when he came in. But Alex Antiloni, like you said, great leader. I mean, you guys said everything, basically. Great leader, great locker room guy. Uh, improved as the season went on and was one of the best linebackers in the league down the stretch. Like those last five, six games, he was balling out. He was playing out of his mind. So credit to him, man. He got he got a three-year deal. One thing I want to mention, too, is Holmes didn't give a four-year deal in this free agency class. It's all three-year deals. Basically, after two years, you can move on. He didn't commit to any of these guys long-term. Um, so that's something like he kept roster flexibility for the future, which is nice to see. Like he knows what he's doing, man. They they know what they're doing. It's it was actually, a it, it was a win win for both sides because it wasn't necessarily big deals, like you said, like five year deals or four year deals or anything like that. But he gives the players insurance and he gives himself some insurance if they need to move off off in the future. Yeah, he gets a nice guarantee. It's just like Mosley got twenty two and a half. Yeah. Uh, not Mosley, I'm sorry. Sutton yeah. got twenty two and a half. <laughs> CJ got like six and a half fully guaranteed, right? So he gave some nice deals. Um, yeah, yeah. I mean, Alex on Sloan, I forgot exactly how much he got guaranteed, but his first two years are guaranteed. The third doesn't. So, yeah, yeah man. It's exciting uh, what they're doing here. One thing I want to bring up about Alex as alone, man, he just really he's a really underrated player, especially by the fan base. Like you see when we signed him, there was like like 75% of people were like, why, why? But then you have that 25% like, did you watch the second half of the season? Like, I think he's just so underrated. Like what he's able to do to wait as far as like his leadership. I think that's that's a huge quality. That's I think that's the reason why you br- you bring somebody like that back is leadership. I think all that is very 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 important, man. So I just don't get the hate. Yeah, I think the one like like I'm gonna be honest with you guys. I wouldn't have been disappointed if the Lions went out and upgraded that position at linebacker, right? Like if they told me you got a Levante David or a Bobby Wagner, like. I wouldn't have been shocked with that, honestly. I, I thought that was an interesting move. Like, I thought they could bring back Anzalone or they could maybe go out there and sign a veteran linebacker that could be a AKA upgrade, right? Like a Bobby Wagner, Levante David. But I understand both sides. Like, if you did the upgrade, I understand you get a better football player. But if you want to bring a guy that's a good culture player, I understand it as well. Now, if the Lions just went the route of bringing culture guys, good guys in, I'd be a little annoyed as well, but they didn't do that. You know, they brought in CJ Gardner Johnson. They brought in David Montgomery. They brought in Cam Sutton. They brought in upgrades. It wasn't like they just brought in good guys. They got a mixture of both those guys. They brought in good football players and a good culture guys. And, and you need that mix in a locker room. So you see the plan that they have here. And I think bringing back an Anzalone was, 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 you know, it's just a good move. You know, I think the one heart back, I think fans want to see is just consistency. If we could have that Alex Anzalone that we had towards the end of the year, there's going to be zero complaints about this fan base. And the way they're, the way, the way things are being treated right now, man, we might, we might see that Alex. So we'll see, man. Hopefully. Yeah. Um, I agree. So, yeah. Um, some other low-key signs. I mentioned them quickly. C.J. Moore, good special teams guy. Uh, a really cool story. I don't really want to get into that right now, but like just a cool story. A guy that we cut goes to Houston, tells his agent, I want to come back to Detroit, and gets a two-year extension. I thought that was awesome. So, welcome back, C.J. Michael Badgley. This is a guy I think we kind of expected to be back, compete here. Not necessarily a slam dunk to be a starting kicker week one, but he's going to compete with probably – I would assume someone within the draft, but who knows? So that wasn't a surprise. Matt Nelson, again, not a surprise. Some depth on that offensive line. Will Harris, I think that one's a little interesting. Um, not necessarily popular pick by Lions fans. A guy that we thought maybe would be gone, but 
he's back. And I, I think, well, I don't think I, he's guaranteed not to be a starter week one as long as we're healthy. So, I think that's well, I'll say this with Will Harris, Tyler. So, there's like this, like, I forget, it's like some veteran thing. I forgot what they call it. It's like a rule where, like, so he's going to be making, I think, 2.5 million, but he only counts like a million and some change against the cap. I think it's like 1.3 or 1.4 against the cap. So, it's a 1.3, 1.4 million cap hit. You're being a guy who knows the system, who actually just played corner last year and played better as the year went on. He's still learning the position. Um, he, like you said, he's not going to start. He's probably CJ Gardner's backup. He could play on special teams. This is it's it's a good signing. I'm not complaining. And now, if you don't bring in CJ Gardner Johnson, you're telling me he's the starter. Yeah, <laughs> we're having a different we're having a different conversation. But as, as a death beast, bro. I mean, Will Harris. God forbid, in a mercy situation, he could play safety. You don't want that, though. He could play safety. He could play outside corner. He could play nickel corner. You know, like, he's a versatile guy. Yeah. Just I mean, not as good as C.J. Gardner-Johnson. Th- th- there's yeah. just there's there's not much commitment here, so it's not like it really offended me when they brought back Will Harris. So I don't know. I mean, yeah, it's like a million, like, let's say one. I forgot the exact cap, but let's say 1.5, 1.6 cap. It's nothing, yeah, I mean they 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 um they value Will Harris. I didn't. I said that all year long. Even though I was like, all right, even, I wouldn't bring back Will Harris. But what I think they would do, I think they'll bring him back because they value Will Harris, especially that he's versatile and he can play multiple positions. And especially if he use him as a backup, you know, as a backup, he's a mercy spot. You could put him anywhere. And special so, teams. And special teams. So, I mean, they, he 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 does hold value. Now, is he the best player? No, no, but he holds value just because he can do so much. So, yeah. Welcome back, Will. Welcome back, Will. All right. Some departures. We already talked about these guys, so we don't really have to give much in depth. But Jamal Williams, here, I have to talk about his Oof. replacement, David Montgomery. It's a little, I mean, it was shocking, but we talked about that already. Evan Brown, we talked about that already with bringing back, with bringing in Graham Glasgow. One guy we haven't mentioned yet, Deshaun Elliott. He signed a one year deal with the Miami Dolphins. And I don't think this one's too shocking, honestly, with all the moves the lines he made in the defensive back room. You bring in a CJ Gardner Johnson, who is a versatile player who could play the nickel corner, could play safety. They just upgrade the position. You know, it just is what it is. A guy that's more versatile than Deshaun Elliott. Um, Elliott was a good football player for this football team when he played, but. You know, good for him. Got a deal in Miami. Wish him nothing but the best. I'll say this, Tyler. I don't think Elliott's replacement is necessarily on the roster yet. I think that safety three, like that third safety, not not saying CJ Gardner. I think Gardner Johnson would probably right now be the nickel. Your starters are Kirby and Tracy. Yeah. I think that safety three is probably going to come through the draft. It's possible. You don't think that um, if a mercy, like say if somebody just don't want to, no, I'm not going to say a name, just say one of our safeties get hurt. Um, you don't think they. Um, just shoot what's the name back up there Gardner. no I can see that happening but I'm saying like in general like if they want like three safeties and a nickel like they want to go like in the dime defense you know what I mean I think that third safety is not on the roster yet I got you. like I view right now Gardner Johnson as a nickel I know he could play safety kind of like how we view like Glasgow as like a guard but he could play center you know what I mean that's that's kind of how I view it uh, like what what I, I would want that I would want that because I don't trust Will Harris. Now, what do I think they would do? I think they trust Will Harris more. So I think what they would do is just rotate Gardner Johnson to safety, put down Will Harris's nickel, and roll it that way. That's what I think they would do because, you know, like, like we talked about, Will Harris has been here. He knows the system. Yeah, he, he knows the system. He knows the players. He knows the people. 
I, so, I still think they're adding a third safety, man. I don't know. I think they're gonna add a third safety. They they could. They definitely could, man. Yo, right now, anything is anything is possible. Yeah, they could definitely. <laughs> they could definitely use depth that safety. Melifano is not good, guys. Melifano is not that good. Wait, 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 wait. Well, like, why are we giving up on him so so early? I'm not giving up on him, but the rumor is, uh, he's not a guy that works hard, and he's not like a guy they like. Really? They could move on from him this offseason. Yeah. I, I didn't. Wow, I didn't hear that because you know the, the limited time he played, he played well at corner. They wanted he, to put more work in Malcolm. Yeah, they want to put more work in. He's just. He had the he had the one solid game, I guess, versus the Bears, but. Yeah, I mean, there. yeah, it wasn't much because he, he barely plays, but yeah. <laughs> I don't know. We'll see. I, I could see them adding another safety. Obviously, they have some versatility here as well, like with Gardner and Johnson and Will, but uh, I, I could see if, them bring another safety. If, if this does not work with Iffy, I'm going to be pissed with the Detroit Lions staff. Now, this, this would be one thing that I would be pissed about. Okay. I won't because they tried everything with him. If he's not working out, he's just not it. We can talk on. about that in the yeah. future. That's another the combo yeah. for another day. Yeah, I was gonna say because he didn't look too bad at corner. I was gonna say that. Yeah, we we can talk about that in the future. Um, let's let's keep this on the free agency. All right, two more news, really quick news, and then we're out of here. Or oh, there's a couple of departures I forgot to mention. Chris Board heading to New, New England. England. Yeah, Patriots. Ooh, okay. why did he do that? If yeah. you remember last year when we played the Patriots, Bill Belichick like was raving about Chris Board, how he thinks he's like one of the best special teams players in the league. Yeah. And he got a nice yeah. back from them. He got a really nice back from them. Yeah, um, man. But now he's gonna go to a boot camp. <laughs> I mean, bro, he played he kind of played for, for Harbaugh. He knows how that is. Like it's yeah, not- I mean we obviously know Belichick and how they've and the Patriots how they value special teams players. They even interviewed CJ Moore. I thought there was a shot they were going to fleece him from us as well, but <laughs> they they did it. So Chris Board is a Patriot, and Mike Hughes into the Atlanta Falcons. I think this. Oh, one, Mike Hughes is a, he went to the Falcons. Signed a yeah. two-year deal with the Falcons. Yeah, I think you know he was a good football player for us, but I think this was kind of the right on the wall when we saw them bringing Sutton, Mosley, Gardner Johnson. I, I just didn't really see much of a role bringing back Mike Hughes, but I had a good year here. Um, Congrats to him getting, you know, a pretty solid contract in Atlanta. Yep. And then also uh, there's like three moves, I think. Right? There's three moves? Where? Well, the pay cuts and the restructuring. Oh, oh yeah. So, yeah. They, yeah. Pay cuts, Romeo Aquara, Charles Harris, Pierre, you can get into the deals and restructure Jack Fox. I believe Romeo Aquara took a $9 million pay cut. So, he went from like an $11 million base to a $2 million base. And then Charles Harris took a $3 million pay cut. And then they created 1.6 million by restructuring uh, Jack Fox. So you got a deep edge rotation going into next year, and you got a healthy edge rotation going to next year, and that's fun. And more cap space. And more cap space. That's we'll see too. what they do. Also, other news: uh, Dave Burkett, or I think it was Carafalo as well. They both said GT Chart and the Lions are still talking. <laughs> And Carolina also still wants him. So it's right now between Carolina and Detroit for Targ. Unless another team comes up, we'll see what happens there. We should know maybe within the next, what, 24 to 48 hours, I guess. Didn't yeah. Carolina, didn't Carolina, they just, they just signed it on Thielen. Adam Thielen. Yeah, but they, yeah. Want, they want two guys. They want, they, two want guys. they want Targ. Yeah, they want their young quarterback to have some weapons around him. Okay. So. Uh, yeah, I mean, I don't know what's going to happen with the truck situation. That might, we might know the news like by the time this episode's already released. So who knows if I think that's really the one kind of big fish that's kind of remaining left. Everything else is kind of already played out with the Lions as far as their free agents and the guys they brought in. They need your sharks like the really interesting one left to to keep a tab on. So um, we will definitely cover that once that news happens. But for now, this is all we got for you guys. A lot of stuff happened. So hope you guys 
all enjoyed this episode. This was a lot of fun. Um, and yeah, like I said, if there's any other news that comes up with the lines, we'll definitely cover that on a pod. If that's a live episode, if that's doing one of these, whatever it is, we're going to cover it. So buckle up. This was a great off season. Hope you guys all enjoyed this episode. I'm out guys. Peace. All right, guys, we're going to bring you guys some draft content soon. I can't wait for that. Uh, five picks, I believe in the top 81 or something like that. So I'll see you guys later. I'm out. Peace. All right, y'all. It's your boy Malcolm and I am out. Peace. Without the ones like you, who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you, with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done.